This is Marriage to the Max, episode number 91. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Marriage to the Max. I'm your host, Kelly Hurst. Hey there, Kelly Hurst. This is Brett Hurst. (laughs) And we're marriage educators and co-founders of Home Encouragement. And this podcast is designed to help you take your marriage to the next level. Way up. So before we jump into the content today, I just want to remind our listeners that we're in the middle of a particular series. So today's uh, resource of the day is the book by Dr. John Gottman called The Seven Principles for Making Marriage Work. What a coincidence. That's the book we're using right now. Such a coincidence. So today's episode is called Turn Toward Each Other. So like I said, we're in the middle of a series based on the research of Dr. John Gottman. And we began with the foundational principle of enhancing your love maps. Yes, that's right. And then we looked at the second principle of nurturing your fondness and admiration. Yes, yes, yes. And today we're moving on to the third floor of the sound relationship house, which Gottman calls turning toward each other instead of away. The sound relationship house. That's that graphic you keep talking about. Yes, yes. So, you know, when whenever we teach the turning toward each other instead of away, I feel like people kind of look at us like... People in close <laughs> relationships want to turn towards each other. Yeah. And I mean, we sometimes will say that, like, there's, there's kind of a global sense of turning toward each other, which is when you're deciding to marry, you mm-hmm. know, you're deciding to share your life together. But what Gottman is talking about is much more of just a daily small ways of turning toward each other. Mm -hmm. So as part of his research, John Gottman conducted a study with newlyweds and then followed up with them six years later. Some of the couples had remained together while some had divorced, but the couples that stayed married were much better at one thing, and it was turning towards each other instead of away. So at the six-year follow-up, couples that had stayed married turned towards one another 86% of the time. Like 86% of their waking moments? (laughs) You'll see when when we unpack it. And couples that had divorced averaged only 33% of the time. That's a big difference. So as a listener, you may be going, well, what is that even? How do you measure turning toward each other? Mm -hmm. For me, in order to, to really start to understand turning towards each other, you have to first understand something that Gottman calls bids for connection. And a bid for connection is any attempt from one partner to another for attention, affirmation, affection, or any other positive connection. Okay? Mm-hmm. So bids show up in simple ways, maybe a smile or a wink, but hey, also, hey. <laughs> thank you for the wink, <laughs> and more complex ways like requests for help or requests for advice. So this is interesting. In general, in general, women make more bids than men, but in the healthiest relationships, both partners are comfortable making all kinds of bids. See, what a relief. Now now I feel affirmed well, because I make so many bids. Yeah, you do make a lot of bids. 
<laughs> we're going to unpack what those bids might look like. So, and, and I make a lot of bids. Yeah, too. and make bids and bids. So, you know, for my money, it would be nice if all bids were just very simple and very clear. You know, for example, if I were to say to you, Brett, come sit here beside me and tell me about your day. My jaw would drop open. That is so rude. <laughs> I say that to you all the time. I always ask you how your day was, who'd you have lunch with, who'd you see today? Yeah, but you don't say, come sit over here and, and Okay, have that well, I clearly need to add that to my bids for connection. Okay. Come sit by me. Okay. Anyway, my point is that's an obvious bid for connection is, you know, <laughs> come sit by me, come share your day. But most of our bids don't look that simple. They don't sound that simple. So we have to be a little bit investigative. So something helpful that I've discovered about bids is understanding the difference between the text of a bid and the subtext of a bid. So the text of a bid is what you say or do, like just on the surface. Mm -hmm. The subtext of a bid is what kind of connection you're really needing. Okay, you're going to have to go over that one more time. I will. I'm happy to go over that. Because I know there are people out there that We're going to totally unpack are slow this. processors like I am. <laughs> A, an obvious, okay, you're, you've got me all tangled up here. The text of a bid uh -huh. is what you say or do. So let me give you an example. Okay. If we're riding along in a car and I say to you, oh, did you see that cute dog? Uh-huh. Okay. So that's putting a bid out there. That's the bid, but that's the text of a bid. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Right. What the subtext is, is I'm saying, pay attention to what I say. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which I'm doing. Right. But what I'm saying is, so oftentimes couples, one person will say something that maybe isn't a question. Maybe it's just a thing like, did you see that cute dog? Or, uh -huh. Look right. at that cute dog. And the other person just doesn't say anything, right. doesn't give them any kind of verbal answer back right. that they're listening to them. Does not acknowledge the bid. Right. And so what might happen is, let's say a woman says to her husband, did you see that cute dog? And he just doesn't say anything. Okay. And later on, she tells him, you know, it kind of hurt my feelings you when didn't. you didn't respond to me about the dog. Mm -hmm. And he might think to himself, well, what's the big deal about a dog? It's just a dog. Right. I didn't want to comment on the dog. Yeah. But if he's paying attention to the subtext. Mm. So if we're sitting on the couch watching TV and you get up to go get something and I say, hey, while you're up, will you grab the ketchup? Okay. That's the text. All right. The we subtext is, will this person respond to my simple request? Of course I'm going to get that ketchup. Of course you will, because you're a very good bid connector person, answerer. <laughs> Thank you. That's the nicest thing you've said to me on, on this podcast. You're so awful. Okay. so <laughs> On this episode. Uh, let me give you some more examples. Help. We're going to unpack this. Okay. So if I were to say to you, let's go weed the garden together. A, we don't have a garden and I would never weed, but um, let's go weed the garden Other together. Other than that. Yeah. Okay. That's the text. The subtext is, the bid for connection is, I want you to help me or work with me on uh -huh. something. Be with me. Yeah. Just be with me. Right? Okay. So- how did you like the brownies that I made? How did I like them? Yeah, that's a text. Yes. The I, th I thought they were quite chewy. <laughs> the subtext is show interest or excitement in my accomplishments. Oh, man, they were dang good brownies. Yeah. So, like, it goes back to, I mean, you and I, I think we've done, we've talked about emotional needs on the podcast before. Oh, I'm sure we have. And one of my high emotional needs is approval. Yes. And so one of the things I do with you is I'll say, you know, 
I, I, or like the other day we were hosting a dinner party and I made some yeah, entrees all, all and stuff. kinds of stuff. And I said, come into the kitchen, look at everything I've made. So I like showed you the casserole and showed you the layered salad and da, 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 da. And I'm okay with going approval, approval. I need my approval, you yeah, know, cause with we, you saying that. Yeah. Cause right. we're just comfortable doing that. So for me to say that to you, like you so get that, like, uh-huh. you know, that that's one of my high needs. I'm not stupid. Right. And when I say I need approval, you're all in like, oh man, this is fantastic. You did such a great job. So, so how did I do? Did I? You did great. Oh, thank you, you. You were very complimentary. So again, showing interest or excitement in my accomplishments is the connection I'm wanting. Mm-hmm. But I might just be asking you, how'd you like the brownies? Right. Right. Like you really care about those brownies. Yeah. Right. Yeah, well, I do care about brownies, but that's another topic. Gotcha. So, um, okay. So what about this one? You know, my friend is on her way over. Can you text her our address? Okay. Simple request. Simple request. The connection is, are you going to be there to answer my questions or, you know, respond to my requests? So be helpful. Yeah, exactly. Okay. All right. Here's a text. Let me tell you what happened after that. You're telling a story and mm-hmm. then you say, let me tell, tell you, what you what happened, happened after, after that. that. That's the text, but the subtext is, I want to be connected to you. Chat with me. Uh-huh. Talk with me. I could refuse that bid by rolling my eyes and saying, oh, gosh, I don't want to get into a long conversation. Exactly. But instead, oh, I would love to chat yeah. with you, Kelly. And again, if we're going back to the research, the four decades of research that Gottman has shown, uh-huh. this is a <laughs> huge piece. <laughs> A huge piece is to is understanding bids for connection mm-hmm. and responding to them. Okay. Here's another one. I'm um, hanging with you. I know. Here's another one. Who did you have lunch with today? That's the text. Okay. The real bid is share the events of your day with me. I want to know what's going on in your life. Exactly. I want to be connected. I want to know what what's going on in the part of your day that I'm not with you. Okay. Okay. Here's a funny one. Did you hear the one about the priest and the rabbi? <laughs> Telling <laughs> jokes? Huh? That's what we're talking about here? Yes, because the bid for connection is, I want to laugh with you. Okay, well, <laughs> fire, let them come. Man. <laughs> this has been something that in the past, I have struggled with you on this bid for connection, because sometimes I want to tell you something that I think is funny. Uh-huh, and you laugh And you look it? at me like you're looking at me right now, like... Oh. Okay, <laughs> I just, I don't appreciate that, or it's not funny to me, or oh, whatever. No, I always think you're funny. Yeah, well, the... I just don't hear you kick off a priest or rabbi in it. <laughs> I was trying to think of, like, an obvious opening for a... Okay. Okay. <laughs> this is not going no, I, I la- No, it's great. <laughs> so, even if it's something that you might not find <laughs> funny, if the connection is, I'm wanting to laugh with you, uh-huh. then just laugh, well, even if you don't find it funny. I will feel free to do that. All right. I love laughing okay. with you. Okay, here's a text. I am so tired. I'm so tired. You're the, so tired. The subtext is, help me de-stress. Really? Well... Now, that's a, That's something I wouldn't necessarily know... Well, that's what I'm saying is, I mean, these aren't like hard and fast rules. These are just ideas of there may be something underneath what I'm saying. The story behind the story. And and sometimes couples will find themselves getting stuck on the actual words that someone is saying. Sure. Like the dog example. Right. It's not about the dog. Exactly. It's not about the dog. It's about, I'm just wanting to connect with you. So this was not about, I'm so tired. This was, what was the subtext again? Help me de-stress. Help help me me unwind. Okay. Yeah. Maybe unwind is a better word. Couldn't you just say, help me unwind? You could, but what I'm saying is a a lot of times when we're giving our bids for connection, 
we think we're being clear about right. something. So we say, yeah, we're just maybe not cognizant of being more specific. Exactly. All right. And this goes to the idea of what you say a lot, Brett, is like think like a good interviewer. Right. Look for the story behind the story. This this just is kind of more of that. Yes. And we're and I'm going to explain why in a minute, but we're we're almost done kind of unpacking these Keep going. texts Keep going. and subtexts. Um, okay, so here's the text. I have no idea what to do about this. Okay. Now this one definitely is going to have a subtext. Yeah, the subtext is connect with me by helping me problem solve. Gotcha. Now, now not always. That's right, because you know I always have to ask the question: Do you want me to help you problem solve, or do you just want me to help you process? Yes. Which is a big difference. And I think that's a super valid and caring question. Okay. Because it's true. Sometimes we don't want help solving the problem. We just want someone to listen to us. So, but again, so that, either way, you're connecting, you're bidding for connection. Right. So that would be a good question to ask in this particular text either way, because even if the subtext of, I have no idea what to do about this, and the subtext is, help me problem solve, mm-hmm. I need to I need to know that's what you want rather yeah. than processing. Yeah. But but even when you ask me like do you want me to just to listen or do you want me to help solve the problem? You're giving me another bid for connection back. Ooh, I'm giving a bid back. Yeah, a back bid. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so here's here's a text. Sit here with me while I read my book. Okay. Okay. The subtext may be show me affection. Oh, I or, hope it is. That's always your Love language is the affection bid. But I'm just saying, like, it may not be that I'm, you know, need you to sit here and keep me company while I read this book. Uh But the deeper connection is, I want to be with you. Okay. You know, I want to be near you. I like that bid. Let's get the chessboard out. The (laughs) chessboard. That could be the text. I don't know how to play chess. Yeah, you do. I taught you how to play. I know, but I can't remember. And I even have an app on my iPad that's um, a chess app. And I can't did remember. I, you did yeah. I teach you when we were dating? You, no. Well, yes. And then you taught me like a couple of years ago on vacation. A couple of years ago? Yes. I don't remember that. <laughs> I can't remember any of it. <laughs> I just know I'm bad at it. No, you're good at it. <laughs> okay, uh, so the text all right, is put that on the list. I'm gonna reteach you how to play chess. Okay, good. I really want to learn. Uh-huh. So the text You've is already let's learned. get the chess morning. <laughs> The subtext is, come play with me. Okay. Well, I will do that. <laughs> you're, you're getting off on me playing chess. I'm no. trying to give you these examples of... It's a okay. real life example. All right. Okay. Here's a text. Let's go hiking tomorrow, which is something I would never say, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's go hiking tomorrow. And the, te- the subtext may be, I want you to join me in an adventure. Okay. Okay. And, well, which I'd be happy to do. Yeah. And then even... Here's the la- here's last one. Let's sign up for that cooking class. Right. The subtext is, join me in learning something new. I want to learn something with you. you Okay. So, again, I mean... Where for me, I would just want to cook food. Yeah. (laughs) Well, me too. But these are not like... These aren't black and white, hard and fast things. These are just trying to get... These are examples. Yeah. People in the in the mindset of thinking that there's there's a deeper bid for connection happening. There's a verbal bid that's put out there, but there may be a subtext that is has yes. a deeper meaning. Yes. And, and most of these bids that we just unpacked, they just sound like boring, mundane parts of our day. And they are. There's nothing magical about any of these. Mm-hmm. The magic is that... That it's in the small things where the power of the relationship is. Okay, and Remem- this. Oh, go ahead. And I agree with you. This is big. This when we see 
couples that have lost their way and their relationship has deteriorated significantly, it's because they've lost the ability to have even just this small kind of conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Which is incredible. And we've and we've been with couples, and I don't just mean couples we're working with. I'm talking about just couples we know, mm-hmm. where we'll be out to dinner or something, and one of them will say something, and the other person will just act like the other person hasn't even said anything. Uh-huh. And I always think, you know, according to Gottman's research, that's... Well, let me unpack this. Okay. John Gottman's research, I always want to remind our listeners, is just that it's research. These are not just nice, lofty ideas. Right. Oh, it would be great if you responded to bids for connection. It's actually showing up in the research. Based on years and years of research. Yeah. And so if you're new to the idea of bids, then start making the word bid a part of your conversation. You know, like me going, hey, I need approval. I need approval. That's you know, a bid. It's okay to say, hey, I'm making a bid for attention now, you know, while you're getting used to recognizing what they are, you uh-huh. know. Um, so here's what Gottman says too. To so, mi- so do we need those paddles and so forth? That, yeah, yeah, that would be good. Like an I'm, option. I'm, I'm doing a bid. Uh, to miss a bid is what he calls turning away. So when the, so the principle that he found in his research is turn toward each other instead of away. When we miss a bid, we're turning away. Mm-hmm. And turning away, as we have seen Brett in the couples that we work with, can be devastating over time. Yeah, right. It's even more devastating than turning against or rejecting a bid. And right. this is why. Hmm. Because rejecting a bid at least provides the opportunity for engagement. Right. And you can even repair. Right. You know, you can even come back later and go, I'm sorry, I didn't get that catch up. I was just being selfish. Da, 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 you right. Know? So turning against a bid would be a sin of commission. Right. 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 But missing the bid. A sin of omission. Right results in fewer bids altogether. Like they're going to stop coming. Exactly. Or worse, making bids for connection with someone else. Okay. And that's where I think a lot of couples, they they can they can slip into this kind of malaise of their relationship, mm. where it's not really that they're mean to each other or unkind to each other. They're just missing opportunities right. to connect. Now, that makes sense. So. Yeah. Practically speaking, what what do you want couples to get out of this whole bid thing? Well, they could start asking questions of themselves and to each other like this: How? What do I already know about how I make bids? Okay, you know, you like could, what questions do I typically ask? Yeah, what what do my bids typically look like? Am I pretty clear about them? Mm-hmm. Am I do I am I trying to be subtle about bids? Am I walking on eggshells? Right. Do I need to be clearer with my bids? You okay. might even ask your spouse, like. Do you get when I'm when I'm giving you a bid or is mm-hmm. it too subtle? You know, mm-hmm. I, I think back about years ago, Brett, when you used to read the an actual newspaper, uh-huh. an actual paper newspaper. Right. And you know, even though you say that you're very good at multitasking, you are not. <laughs> and so I would try to talk to you while you were reading the paper. Uh-huh. And it was clear to me you could not follow what I was saying. Well, only when I was looking at the box scores. I'm sure that's true. Okay. Prior, hashtag priorities. But what I'm saying is, so what I started doing was I would just stand beside you and I would just be totally quiet. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you'd go, wait, what? What? Are you? Are, do you need to tell me something? Because I knew I was in trouble. Well, it wasn't a thing to punish you. I was just making my bid clearer Mm -hmm. because it was like, I could either have to repeat this whole thing. Why waste your time? Exactly. I'm just going to wait till I have your attention. Right. And so that was a way that I could sort of change how I made the bid. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm saying is ask your, you know, 
spouse. Can I be a little more clear? Here's a here's a good question. How good am I at recognizing the difference between the text and the subtext of my partner's bids? I didn't know I was good at this till we walked through these. <laughs> You're very good at it. Um, what keeps me from making bids of mm-hmm. connection with my partner? Probably the number one thing that would prevent people from doing it is the other person not being all in the game. Right. Because if my bids go unnoticed, eventually I'm going to stop making bids. Mm-hmm. Another thing we've found with couples is we'll talk about bids for connection and why people don't ask for help and that kind of thing. And we have to sort of unpack because there's different reasons why people don't want to ask for help. There, we, We've literally heard people go, well, I I feel weak if I have to ask for help. Mm-hmm. Or I feel like I should be able to do all this by myself, and mm-hmm. I don't know how to ask for help, or I don't know how to ask for connection. The the feeling weak in asking for help, I know, is such a human condition thing. But you know, the older I get, I just it's so inefficient. Yeah, you know, just ask <laughs> for help. As we get older and more tired, that's we're just right. like, just you know, tell me where to go. Yeah. Help me out here. Another question that's good to ask of yourself is, do I turn away? or against more often than I turn towards. Mm-hmm. You know, am I responding to my partner's right. bids? Am I allowing these bids to happen? Yeah. Or- and then what does it feel like when my partner doesn't turn towards me? Do mm-hmm. I feel ignored, mm-hmm. unimportant, like I don't have an equal voice in the relationship? Not every person is going to respond to every bid. Right. But I know what you're saying. If the yeah. person is not responding to any bids then you've probably got some issues that, that you have to work out. Yeah. So often people will ask us, you know, what is the secret to a happy marriage? As if there's, you know, just one thing. Having a great husband. <laughs> that is a <laughs> fabulous place to start. Um, but honestly, this might be, if we're if we're going to have a secret, this might be it. Yeah. No, because I honestly don't think people really think about this. If you ask people in general, oh, what contributes to a healthy relationship? They'll say things like, oh, trust, respect, affection, of course, yeah. all of those. But this is like stuff I don't think that people really know about. But it's I don't, big. I don't know if they realize how important it is. Right. Yeah. No, I think it is big. Well, we've tackled the first three Gottman principles, so Weird. join us next time as we take on principle number four. Wow, we are on our way. I know, we're trekking. So if you'd like to contact us, you can find us at marriagetothemax.org. Also, we hope you'll follow Marriage to the Max on Facebook and Twitter. We're giving you a bid to do that. And if you have a topic or question you'd like for us to discuss on the podcast, send us an email to thehursts at homeencouragement.org, and we will do our best to get it on the air. And we hope you will share the love by rating us on iTunes. We'll be thrilled if you would write a review. This helps us to have so much more visibility. So thanks for listening today. And until next time, remember, healthy marriage, healthy world. God bless y'all.